Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Hey everyone, welcome back to Doing It At Home. I'm Sarah. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. However you found us, whatever number episode this is that you are listening to, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you would like to contribute, give back to the Doing It At Home space in any way, if you've gotten anything out of this, if it has supported you in your journey, if it's helped you to feel more confident, prepared, and excited for home birth, share this or one of your favorite episodes with someone that you know. There is a share button in pretty much every podcast player that I know of. So you can share that link or email it to someone, send it to them via social media, share the show with others. We really appreciate that. It helps us to grow, you know, that organic and just through community has been the most effective and the best and most authentic way to really share and grow this whole thing from starting it back in gosh, 2016. And here we are. So we really appreciate that. If you got anything out of the show, please just pay it forward and share an episode or share the link to our website or share our resources or drop a review. You know, there's so many things that you can do. You can make a difference. You know, you can make a shift. You can help us grow. You can help us extend the the reach of this, of this goal and this mission that we have here and add to the energy. So thank you. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Today's episode is top three things on learning about motherhood and training to be a mom with Jessica Lorian. And it's, you know, focused on motherhood. So this is really great for anyone who's at the stage of preconception and into postpartum because motherhood has a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> so we do our very best to break it down for you into some really great, really tangible, grounded things that all of us can really take from, and then particularly those non-moms or soon-to-be moms or moms in training, mamas in training, a term that Jessica uses in her community, because we have a fair representation of that in our community, those who are interested in home birth or interested in learning about their birthing options before becoming pregnant, which we love and we encourage. So this is for you. It's for everyone, but it's really, you know, 
can get a lot out of it if you are in that preparing for motherhood stage. Quick reminder before we get into the episode, holiday gifts. Holiday gifts from the Doing It At Home merch shop, which by the way, we have new stuff in there for you to check out. Link to that is in the show notes or you can go to diahpodcast.com. Holiday order deadline, December 8th. That's tomorrow. (laughs) That's the day after this episode airs. So if you need to pause right now and go get your merch and get those orders in now, go ahead, do that. We will wait. We'll be here when you press play, but recommend doing that. That's just the date that we've been told as far as when things can be guaranteed for delivery by the holidays. Otherwise, you're kind of pushing it if you order after that. Not saying it's not possible, but, you know, in terms of what we've been told by our uh, producers and the companies that we use to fulfill our merch orders, December 8th is the time to get your gear in there for your holiday gifts. So for yourself, for another home birth parent, for a member on your birth team or your favorite birth worker, go check that out. As well as our book titled Doing It at Home, available on Amazon in paperback and digital ebook format. You can get the links to both of those things in the show notes, like I said. Okay, a couple things that we talk about in today's episode with Jessica. We talk about training to be a mom and that concept and what it means. We talk about advocacy. We talk about preparation and planning. We talk about letting go of expectations. We talk about the importance of community and the importance of studying motherhood, something that Jessica has some reps in. She has some experience in. And her whole, everything that she's created, which we talk about in the in the conversation we talk about in the episode, Mamas in Training, her podcast, her community was really inspired by her own journey in which an autoimmune disease delayed her own journey into motherhood. And so she decided to learn everything that she could about motherhood. And she brings her audience along for the ride. And they are also Mamas in Training. And it's just It's really beautiful what she's created, and she is using her voice and her own desire to connect with women to share the lessons that she has learned along the way and to grow and create community, and again, emphasizing that importance of studying motherhood. And I can't forget to mention here that Jessica interviewed us on her podcast, so you need to go check that out. It's dropping this week, the same as ours here on Doing It at Home, and I will provide a link to Jessica's podcast in the show notes. So go listen to the Mamas in Training podcast to check out our interview there with her. Okay, quick word from our sponsor, and then you'll hear our conversation with Jessica. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection. Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey Jess, welcome to Doing It at Home. How are you? Hey, I'm so good. I'm just really, truly, honestly, from the bottom bottom of my heart, I'm really happy to be here. I've been listening and been a huge fan of both of you for a very long time. So being able to speak with you today is, is, a, is a joy. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. That means a lot to both of yeah. us. That. We're of just course. so happy to have you on the podcast. 
And <laughs> if you're listening right now, we are on Jess's podcast as well, Mamas in Training. So we're doing this fun thing where the same week we're going to publish each other's episodes. So I'm going to include a link, of course, with all the ways to find Jess, learn more about her and everything that she's up to. But highly recommend you go to the flipped version of this where we get interviewed <laughs> so that you'll get the full the full enchilada. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, why don't you just set us up by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you've created? Yeah. So originally I'm from Massachusetts, but I live in New York City. I came here because I'm an actor. That was my original destination. I graduated college and my parents were like, do you want to go on a trip to Italy? And I said, nah, I just want to move to New York City. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I don't know about the decision now looking back as an adult, but um, yeah, so I've lived here about 13 years and in the process of having my career and juggling a thousand careers like you do and J-O-Bs, like I like to call them, um, I wanted to kind of find something that was creative and that I could control. And super long story I made short, I ended up getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that is preventing my motherhood journey. And so I thought, well, this is kind of a perfect opportunity for me to take something that's really shitty, to be honest, and a period of waiting that I'd rather not experience, but to kind of turn that into the positive. And so I ended up creating my podcast that you are both on called Mamas in Training. And really my opportunity is that I get to learn about motherhood before I actually am one. And all of my guests are experts and are moms. In order to be a guest, you have to be a mom or a dad. And um, I interview those experts on what they wish they had known before they gave birth, because oftentimes we don't take that time to learn. But um, this is an opportunity for my audience to learn right alongside me from moms who have been there. And mm -hmm. so I've created a podcast and a community all for women who are expired who are aspiring, expecting, and also new moms, of course. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. There <laughs> are so many within the doing it at home community who are not yet pregnant are preconception, you know, maybe they're in the active conception journey or they're, you know, planning for it. They might be years out even mm -hmm. I've heard. Yeah. And I'm just so inspired by that. And you know, I had ideas and, and thoughts, but I, I never went into an active space of planning, of training, you know, to become a mother or to, to plan for that experience. And so I'm just constantly inspired when I see women choosing that for themselves. And then when they, you know, if they have a partner, you know, looping them in on it as well and, and creating these conversations, I, I'm all about it. I mean, the time and the research that we'll take to purchase something on Amazon for the home. <laughs> Yep. But then not putting that into something like a a birth or a pregnancy that you're planning for in the future. I mean, there are women, I met them, who had their whole weddings planned without exactly. a partner. Like they knew what they were going to do for their oh, wedding. Yeah. And that's normal. Mm -hmm. That That's, you know, mm -hmm. societally accepted as normal. But then I, I think there's a little bit of a stigma around planning for pregnancy when not yet pregnant. Um I don't know. That's just something personally I've seen or, or witnessed out there. But I think to yeah. to normalize it the way that you are and to also have it be personal to you, I think is so incredible. You're learning in real time. You're unpacking, you're processing, and you're sharing that with your audience. You're sharing that with your community. So 
I just think that's so amazing. And I'm really excited to share this with those members of our community who are in that space as well. And we, we chatted for a second offline that it, this can be applicable for a second, third, fourth, fifth child that you're planning for, because you're still in yeah. that in-between stage. And the the pregnancies and births and motherhood journeys are different for each one. So it's, it's mm-hmm. really relevant, 100%. even if you already yeah. have a child. And thank you for kind of bringing to light the idea too, that there is a little bit of a stigma to starting this work before you're even pregnant or mm-hmm. before you're even trying to conceive. Mm-hmm. I actually, side note, I won't say the name of the app because I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but there's a new app that recently came out and it's all about pregnancy and birth. And I really wanted to join it because another vehicle from which I can learn. And I went to join and I will now say that they've updated their their sign-in process, but I went to join and there was no space for me because it, you had to select trying to conceive or how far along you were or whether you already had a baby. Mm. And I am physically, medically not allowed to even try to conceive yet. And there wasn't a space for me. Mm. And so I do think that there's a little bit of shame, misconception. You know, when I talk about what I'm doing, people naturally always are like, wait, but you're not a mom. Why, why would you do that? You know, it's like, well, I mean, we study and we plan and we research the colleges we want to go to before we get there. We study and we research and we plan whatever hobby we're going to pick up. Same thing. Like you mentioned our Amazon orders, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to buy something from Wayfair, you really usually investigate what type of furniture is going to fit in your home. So we should really when we don't have all those hormones rushing through our body and the stress of everything, if we have the luxury, it's an awesome opportunity to, to learn. So that's what mama's in training really is intended to be. Jessica, when you started mama's in training, you know, all these episodes ago, what were you wanting to get out of it personally? Like, was there um, a topic or an area that you were just personally excited to learn more about? Well, actually, when it first started, um, the original inspiration came because all of my friends were starting to become moms. And I was actually visiting my girlfriend who had just had a baby two weeks prior. And she was talking to me about how she was really feeling isolated when she had to pump and breastfeed. And, you know, she had to kind of go in the second, the second bedroom at her in-laws and all this stuff. And because I was in this period of waiting and because I was looking for something creative that I could control, I thought, well, what if I interview moms about their journey into motherhood so that the women who were currently pumping or breastfeeding could listen during those pumping and breastfeeding sessions and not feel so alone. So that was actually the original spark and intention. And I am a little bit, which I think you guys are too. I'm a little bit of a birth story junkie. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I really, honestly, what I was looking to get out of it was to learn, but honestly, just to like hear amazing birth stories because I, I can't get enough of them. Mm -hmm. But then as time went on and really throughout the pandemic, obviously, because my job stopped and my acting career was halted, And I was home with the one thing that I could control and could continue, which was this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was really kind of ruminating on like, where am I in this? Mm -hmm. Because the original title also was called the pumping podcast. 
but I kept on describing myself as a mama in training. Mm. So I was like, where's, where's me? Where's my story? And so that's sort of where the spark changed. And I decided to rebrand and relaunch and reshift my focus to mamas in training. And so really the spark now and the mission now is to learn these things that we might not be able to get just from certain books or certain classes that we might attend, you know, really hearing from women who have been there, what we can do, whether that's from a, you know, more ideological standpoint, or whether that's down to like buying a certain product and everything in between. From the ideological standpoint, I am curious, like, what were some of the things after the rebrand and the shift um, that were just, you were very curious about, you know, as you were in this space yourself? Yeah. Well, we talked about sharing three of my top tips that I've learned, and this is exactly where it comes into play. So I'll just dive into those really, because it's been like a shining light that has come over, over almost a hundred, but over 90 episodes. Now there's three main things that people are always talking about. And that always come up in every episode Hmm. and that's advocacy, advocating for yourself, that's preparing and planning. And then side note to that is, and then being ready to let it all go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the third thing is um, community and getting yourself a community and setting up that community. So really all three of these things have been like this, this flashlight has just been shown on these things over and over the spotlight bigger than a flashlight. The spotlight has just come on these things. And whether it's in the beginning, when I was interviewing women about what they experienced, they would naturally bring up these things like, Oh, well, I wish I had advocated for myself or I wish I had set up that community. And then the women now that I'm interviewing who are more on the expert side, telling us what they wish they had known their advice is always falling into these three categories. Like you have to advocate for yourself when you're giving birth and when you're, you know, navigating your pelvic floor and you have to prepare and plan. And like you all know what your options are between home birth and hospital birth. And then you have to set up that community so that you're not in this alone. And, you know, it really truly does take a village. So those are the three things that really are just, they've been so eye opening for me. Mm. I wonder now, could we take it down to a granular level, like for the woman who's listening yeah. and says, okay, I need to build advocacy. I need to prepare and plan and I need to create a community. What's, I know mm-hmm. there are probably lots of examples, but what's just one example in each of those that would be an action item that could move closer to that? Like, how can I build advocacy? Yeah. What would be one good uh, go-to for prepping and planning? And then what would be a helpful resource or a, a place to start in, when it comes to building a community? Yeah. Well, on the advocacy side, one of the things, and this sort of has to do with you know creating your support and creating your community as well, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you guys can speak to this, you know, having someone that's just there for you who can help assist you in advocating for yourself. If you're able to have someone like a doula um, in birth and then also in postpartum, because I didn't even know that a postpartum doula existed, Mm, first of all. (laughs) Um, But sometimes advocating for yourself, you know, it happens in all stages when we're trying to conceive 
and maybe doctors aren't listening to us. Like that's experience. I've experienced that when we're in pregnancy and maybe we're feeling certain things and they don't know what you're feeling, but you know, speak up because you know, your body best during birth, when you're actually physically in that moment. And then of course in postpartum. And so one example I'll give that often comes up is during birth. So I think more so when, if I am assuming, because I can't wait to talk to you guys more about home birth experience. But one thing I think that comes up often in the hospital is this conception, is this preconceived notion that they have, and they know what's best for us because they do this all the time. This is a hospital we should feel taken care of. And so we might be in the process of pushing And like I learned from one of my guests, really a certain type of pushing can cause actual damage or pain to your pelvic floor. And so that nurse though, most often what you hear is take a deep breath and bear down and push like you're going to let out a big poop. (laughs) And actually that could be really damaging. And so advocating for yourself in that moment, when I've heard women that I know, guests that I've interviewed say, the nurses just kept pushing me to say, to push this way and say, push this way, push this way. And instead saying, actually, I really appreciate your advice, but the way that I've learned and what I'm going to do is actually breathe through my pushes. And so instead of taking a deep inhale and bearing down and becoming purple, which is called purple pushing. I learned you instead breathe through that. So you take a deep breath when you push out as you're pushing that way, and that's going to help protect your pelvic floor. But you in that moment may or may not feel comfortable to say that to a nurse. Um, and same thing goes with even medications, certain medications that, you know, whether you want to have Pitocin or whether you want to have an induction, knowing what you have the right to say or not say, um, or advocate for yourself or not advocate for yourself, I think is important. Mm. Um, so as far as advocacy, that's just one little blip of what I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I love that advocacy comes up a lot, um, in our, in our interviews as well. When we, when we hear birth stories, advocating for, for yourself and, you know, you mentioned having somebody there who can do it for you if you can't do it in that moment. Because in while you're pushing, while mama's pushing, that she might not be in that frame of mind to 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 say what she needs. But to have the doula or to have a partner or somebody to advocate, um, we're right there with you. That that's such an important part of getting prepared for the experience. Mm. Yeah, and then the second area, which is preparing and planning the way that I like to kind of explain it is this is at least how I feel. I'm kind of drinking from the fire hose. So like in all of these interviews and in all of this research that I'm doing, I'm learning about so many different things, you know, so I'm learning about home birth and I'm learning about hospital birth and I'm learning about formula and I'm learning about breastfeeding. So really taking all of that information in creating your ideal plan of how you hope and wish for everything to go and sharing that with your partner or your doula or your midwife, whoever's supporting you on that day. But then 
having other options in place and being prepared that the plan might have to change for the safety of you or for the safety of your baby. And in terms of planning, I actually, I was recently at a baby expo talking to a bunch of expecting moms. And I was telling her, uh, this one woman that I was chatting with, you know, I was saying very often in pregnancy, when we're preparing and we're coming up with a plan, you know, we say breastfeeding, that's what I want to do. I want to breastfeed. I'm going to breastfeed. That's what I'm into. Cool. And that's fabulous. But what if that moment comes a few hours after your baby's born or the day after your baby's born or a week after your baby's born that your baby is not latching or other things or your milk's not coming in or other things are impeding that start of breastfeeding that you don't have control over in the, in the moment there, now you're postpartum, you're really, you know, in a a stressful experience and you have a lot of hormones rushing through your body, the last thing that you want to do is go pick out a formula that you feel okay with. Or if you are the type of person that wouldn't be okay with just taking whatever the doctor or hospital would recommend, then the best thing I've heard in this, in this process of planning and preparing is even if you're preparing to breastfeed, Go ahead and do the research when you're pregnant now and pick out a formula that you are okay with, that you feel comfortable with and buy it and have it at the hospital with you in your hospital bag. So that just in case something doesn't go as your plan expected, you have that already approved mama, dad, papa approved um, formula to go to. So that's kind of a, a real life example of how this plan that you can, you know, set up could adjust and how to prepare if that, if that does take a different turn. And then hopefully you can just return that formula and get your money back. <laughs> well, I love that. It, it, can, it create, can create peace of mind to have backup plans. Hey, this is what yeah. we, where we want to go. And then this is plan B and plan C and so on and so forth. And I think that is a big part of effective planning is thinking through different scenarios and and you know thinking about what you will do in those scenarios so yeah i love what you shared yeah and it's i think sometimes plan b can have sort of a negative connotation but it's not necessarily a plan b it's just setting yourself up for success you know if, yeah. if certain things go different ways um and then the last thing that I touched on community. I mean, community can come in so many different forms and naturally the common things that we sort of think of are like, who's going to be in the birthing room. And then like, are we going to set up a meal, a meal, a meal train? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And those things are fabulous, but I think it can also extend further beyond that. Um, And so like something I love and I always recommend our Facebook groups and a variety of them. And I know at doing it at home, you guys have a Facebook group and I have a Facebook group and every kind of group like that or in-person meetup or anything that you're a part of is going to fill a different need for you. Um, And and every group is unique. So Mm -hmm. I think getting into those even before you're pregnant, if, if they let you into some of those groups, um, 
and especially when you are pregnant, getting that support beforehand, um, is really key because the other aspect of it is having some people who are a little bit removed from you in your situation, like, you know, not your immediate family and not your partner, um, and not your immediate friends even can help shine a light and give you a sense of community that those who are closest to you, I don't think can really provide in the same way. That's a great point. I mean, it's kind of the the third party, not as biased kind of, uh, principle, you know, yeah. with, with other sources and, and why people seek out other forms of, of advice or counseling or things like that. But yeah, maybe there, there, there aren't any tinted colored lenses to how right. they're looking at it. And they might just like straight, straight shoot to the core of, of the thing that's going on with you because they don't have all the hangups that, you know, your mom, your sister, your cousin or whatever have when it comes to, you know, how to approach you and how to say it a certain way or how they know you. So they're going to give responses to fit the box of how they know you versus someone Mm -hmm. might serve you up something, you know, this incredible possibility for yourself that others around you aren't really seeing. So I, I think that's, that's really neat and, and have been witness to that as well, like within, within our group and others. So that, yeah. that community is big because so much of this experience, even in preconception and pre-preconception can be very isolating, can feel very mm-hmm. isolating. And yeah, completely. you know, you're just out on an Island hanging out and thinking no one else is going through it like you are, or if they are, you don't know how to find them and you don't know how to put it out there to connect with these people. So yeah, I, I and I think that even goes to a little further, like those who are going through a second birth and welcoming their second child or their third child, you know, there's so much fabulous excitement over the shower and the, the welcoming of a first baby. But oftentimes I hear that women are like, wait a minute, what about my second? What about my third? You know, Mm -hmm. they kind of feel like they're not getting the same support that they did. And the excitement isn't there as much from immediate friends and family. And you might not in that second or third experience, get the phone calls and get the offer of support that you did initially when really this is probably even when you need it more. Mm -hmm. But if you're reaching out to those other communities, then they don't they might not even know that you had a first and so they're going to be celebrating you just as much as as it was your first so that's kind of an interesting thing too who people who are going through a second or third or a fourth yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i think there's an assumption well she's done it so she's got it you know like she's got it yeah. figured right. out or she knows how it works or you know it's going to probably follow the same formula or the same pattern that the first one did and uh so i i think that I think it's neat how there are these layers to a mama in training. You know, there could be a mama in training and a, a mama of one in training for two, <laughs> you know, a mama yeah. of two yeah. in training for three because they are different ball games, as I understand yep. it. Jessica, yeah. what has this podcast done for you personally in all the time that you've, you've done it and all these different interviews and conversations? Like what for you and your, you know, in, in, in what's real for you, um, and where you're at in life, how, what has it done for you? <laughs> when you say that, I I start to get a little emotional about it because um, it's truly been life changing for multiple reasons. Um, you know, I'm I'm 35. 
And I want a child more than anything. And it's been really hard to see all of my friends start to, you know, go into this journey and not be able to do it on my own time. And I know it's going to happen and I know it's going to happen in the perfect timing and everything is going to, you know, fall into place, but it's, it's twofold for me. The first part is that it's given me just such a positive outlet for me to put my energy. So instead of my, you know, daily life, and then this, you know, underlying message of like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this yet. Instead, it's like my normal life with, wow, you learned that. Oh my gosh, you learned that conversations with my husband, like, holy crap, would you want to do this or that? Um, so it's also opened up our communication and, and our, our planning together as a partner and as a couple. Um, but then it's also just been so fulfilling to connect with women who truly get pregnant. And then they kind of say like, what's next? You know, like there's so many steps and there's so much to do. And it really is an awesome opportunity for me to just say like, this is what I would recommend. I haven't been there, but after interviewing over a hundred women, this is what I would say is, is the best and drink from that fire hose, take it all in, you know, and then seeing them come full circle and have a wonderful experience or, you know, feel like they're, they're not alone. you know, my little tagline is like, we're in this together because we are like, we're learning together. And, um, it's just building the community has been really, really life-giving. And especially during this pandemic, I mean, I don't know what I would have done, um, when my whole life halted, in 2019. And I had nothing else to really focus my energy on except for the podcast. So it's been, um, it's been life-giving truly. Mm, That's amazing. And I just know (laughs) it's benefiting so many and will continue to do so. And, you know, I love this crossover that we're doing and the sharing of space and can send our mamas and training from our community over to you to learn more from you and, and your process and your experts and, could you share with us just as we wrap up a couple of ways that people can connect with you and learn more about you and mamas and training and then anything you might have going on in the community? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically you can just find the podcast and me at mamas in training everywhere. Mamas in Uh, the Facebook community is mamas in training and on Instagram, it's mamas in training pod P O D. Um, and all of my DMS are open. All of my contact information comes right to me. So I would love to connect and support anybody that's out there. Um, and what I've recently launched and created that I'm really, really excited about and proud about. And what's filling me up more than anything is this monthly community that I've created. And so at the last Monday of every month, we have um, a meeting tonight. I'm excited. Um, We meet on Zoom and basically it's a community of aspiring. So women who are just trying to conceive um, and, you know, that actually even includes some women who've experienced loss. And so they're getting support in that way as well. Um, along with expecting moms and then postpartum moms of newborns um, and also seasoned moms who have, have multiples. And so 
we get together monthly and we share where we're at and how we can support each other. And then I also bring on podcast guests and we have conversations and it's a space where they can talk and ask questions to the podcast guests one-on-one about what they might be going through. Um, And so it's just a nice way to sort of make this, you know, ethereal thing that might be, you might be listening to in your ears really, you know, in real life um, and, and connect in a, in a deeper way. So if anyone would like to join that, you can um, find that at mamasintraining.com backslash premium, but I would love to invite anybody listening to a free session. um, So you can just send me a DM or message me and say that you heard the podcast. And I'd love to send you the link to just have you come and try it out for free. Oh, that's wonderful. That's well, thank so cool. you for that. Wow. Yeah, of course. Oh, Jess, I really appreciate this connection. I really appreciate the space that we've created here for this open conversation, you know, supporting others, that advocacy, preparing and planning and community. And it, it's it starts with conversations like this, you know, that can really jumpstart yeah. any and all three of those to really create a powerful mama in training journey. So thank Absolutely. you for taking the helm of that. Really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And thank you for providing the space for it to be discussed so that changes can be made and women can be empowered. So thank Mm. you both. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved. Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.